Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. This is episode 223. 223. 2-2? Yeah, yay. 2-2, but then the third... I don't know how we They're can make that work. We out. got two two, and then I'm a third wheel most of the time, so that could be a thing, right? We could make that go. work. There you go. <laughs> I think that could be. I think that's going on. Of course, this is seat time, the online show for the offered enthusiasts. We're gonna beer drink and bench race our way through a couple of the events that have gone on uh, this past week. Talk about some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, if you don't know or notice, my guest, Mr. Caleb Ramsey, he's been on the show multiple times. Always a good time to have a local Texas Raider racer. On the show. That's one of the yes, things sir. that's awesome is because myself having been a hack of an A-rider, right? You know, I've only got so much experience when it comes to that. So having gentlemen like yourself, like Brian Story, Caleb uh, Ramsey on the show to really bring in the hotness. Yeah, dude. I coming think, coming uh, in hot. Many, many miles of trail here. So many yeah. miles. We like, we like to have fun with it. So Seat Time is, of course, brought to you by uh, the fine folks at Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com. Uh, do you wear any of the of the vintage gears uh, per se of any of the manufacturers? Um, in the summertime, I always run vintage gear for health reasons. Um, <laughs> <'Cause> I'm a wuss <laughs> and I need yeah. to breathe. It's Texas, it's 100 degrees. Your heart rate's at 200. Yeah, you need vintage stuff. It makes sense. It makes sense. Now, I have to ask because there's there's many a times I've talked about it on seat time, and obviously I'm talking about. Fly Racing's kinetic mesh, but there I I feel the feeling this would be for all vintage gears of all manufacturers. That when you're like kind of like in the pocket, right? You're up there, it just crashes all up in the gas tank, you're not getting much airflow, but then you come out into the open section and immediately stand up and all of a sudden your junk is just like there's an AC on it. Is that not the best feeling in the world? Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. And That's I remember why you wear vintage gear. When we, uh, you know, back in the day, back before vintage gear was big, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've done it, but when we first got started, and it was summertime, we had full cotton jerseys. We got the scissors out. <laughs> yep. All, you know, punching holes in it, and oh, yeah, whole nine yards. So the Rednecks did that because they thought it was cool. Yeah. We actually did it for a purpose. Yeah, but, but I mean, you can't do that. You, we, you never could in your pants. So, you know, now that they got the full mesh in the pants is, is huge. I wonder how that worked. Yeah, because, like, as we go back in the day, if the material would have been strong enough in the pants, like if you'd have kind of like tried to put a couple slits, you know, like if all of a sudden it would have just... Some chafe, chafe city by the end of the You would have had... There, uh, you'd be like, chafe, check out the dingleberries, bro. The chafe... Oh, just man. I just, just... That's a DNF. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> a dingleberry DNF. <laughs> I'm done. Um, so flyracing.com is where you can go check out if you wanted to learn any more about kinetic mesh gear. But, of course... It is October. I mean, what is it? October 4th, October 3rd, yeah, 4th, some 4th something t- like that. We're in October. So Cold fronts. For, for some people, winter gear is going to be a thing. Now, if you didn't see the video that we did earlier this year, and by earlier, I mean like January, you can go see. I did a review on a lot of the cold weather gear that I wear. Granted, a lot of it is the fly racing gear, but you can go check that out in the tips for the trail playlist. Um, we'll go ahead and, and pop a link up at some point when I remember to put it in there, but you can check that stuff out or more at flyracing.com. You know, or your local right. dealer. And then, of course, Kenda Tire. So, KendaTire.com. It was great. Brian Story was on last week, and he mentioned mm-hmm. that the Ibex, that, you know, the, the, newer, the newest Kenda rear tire they've come out with, he can't even keep it in stock. Really? Like, moving that, yeah. that quick. It's that good of a tire, and that people are enjoying the traction that it brings that well. And I think for, you know, where Kenda was maybe eight, 10 years ago to where they are now, 
Um, and I think that's awesome to hear that that's going, you know, because I love working with those guys. Not only are they a sponsor of ours, but at the same time, they're awesome to work with. We love doing products, uh, projects with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to see that all the work they've done with riders, all the R&D that they've put into that kind of stuff and money is now really starting to to showcase the upper echelon tire company that they really are. Yeah, yeah, actually um, using tire company R&D like they should you know right so, exactly and it's it's absolutely. all about money it's all about money it sucks so kindertire.com or your local dealer you can uh, pick up that uh, or through our third sponsor srtoffroad.com you can actually order the ibex tire from those guys if you do oh. not want to support your local dealer like I didn't we know they're distributing tires yes now. so srt offroad is is i don't know when they did this but is a little bit into that online distribution model e-commerce um and it's it's interesting you know some people are okay with that. Some people aren't, right? You know what I mean? Um, I think what it was is you could always kind of get their products online, SRT Off-Road, or the SRT Off-Road products that they make. Um, and then all of a sudden they started carrying a couple other things and a couple other things. And then it was like, wait a minute, we should probably just start. Well, and I'm really familiar with them from when they got started. They started coming out with factory replacement pipes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and uh, you know, I think like one of the first one or two that I had, you know, had some problems with and, and you know, some cracks and then they came back and made it thicker. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I run their pipes, you know, I'm not supported by them or anything, but I love their pipes. Those are, you know, they doing good stuff with those. Yeah. So that's the, that's what I would fun. always do when I was still on the 300 is that if I dinged a pipe or anything, I'd, I'd go, you know, once it the stock so one anyway, much I'd just go straight to the SRT because it was, it seemed to do better. Now, granted, who knows what I was really riding and all that, right? I'm clipping crap whenever, but uh, it seemed to do better. And obviously price point, was, yeah, yeah. I mean, a that's, big a, that's thing, a stock so. replacement, you know, and 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 you put it on there, and you can't even tell that it's not a factory, uh, that it's not straight from the factory. So, um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So we're getting text here from our buddy Ooh, uh, Dale Spangler. He's sending that. pictures of of his little T-shirt that he's got. I just wish that he would show us. He needs to send us a picture of him wearing this. And what I would really enjoy is, you know, how uh, girls. Uh, probably in the eighties, the late eighties would like do, they would like bring their shirt up and like tie it in a little knot. Maybe there's a name for that. That still happens that? from time to time. Would that be a thing? Do you no, know what that would be? No. Okay, we'll Google that and see. Um, you, you, by the way, not we. Yeah, our, there you our go. female um, resources. Yeah, in the into in the that. back. I think that that's how Dale should wear their shirt. They should mm, hike it up, up, give us a little bit of midriff, and tie it in that little knot, and just totally eighties it out. Extra large Dale, size. Make it happen. Um, I don't even care. A, He's large, a big dude. If that's happen, a medium, you just, you just do it. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. That's yeah. So if it's too big, then you gotta take up some room. You know. Yeah. If it's too tight, just do it anyway. I just want to see it. Yeah, but well, I mean, we can. Yeah, talk about jumping into that. Congratulations, to Trevor Bollinger, for right? wrapping up the championship. He really came on the scene strong like, yes. last year or two and, yeah. and just came out of nowhere. And now he's at the top. That's pretty big. I think that's huge. Pretty amazing. So he was one of those guys, I think, like Stu Baylor for a while. And Grant, well, Grant Baylor didn't really have the injuries that Stu has had. But, you know, if you look at Trevor Bollinger, he did really good. Then kind of like he would ebb and flow but it ebbed and flowed around injuries which mm-hmm. is just it, that, that sucks to see that right but then he got really consistent especially when he got the, on the jcr honda team and that has been what has completely elevated him like being yeah. able to be on a solid program like that really really got him to an awesome place and this is what's happened yeah you know no, he's won an XC2 they, they do a really good program over a there. whole two races early a whole one race early yeah one race yeah one and so he got the win caleb russell got his plate so he got his XC1 plate a whole race early. Four in a row. That's insane. Yeah. It's okay. called a belly shirt. Is that belly like, shirt? Is that something? Is that Should we know that? I mean, there's got to be a skankier name for it than that. I don't know. Like, 
I mean, it just feels like, yeah, like, I don't know. Whatever. Don't. <sighs> He's in the chat room, too. Belly shirt. And then he texts me anyway because he realized that I didn't even see it in the chat room. Sorry, bro. Sorry. You guys, if you want to jump in the chat room, it's tok.io slash time. Or if you're watching us live on YouTube, you can use that as well. And Steven's going to let me know if and or when that were to pick up. And then we can get all over that kind of stuff. Um, so the Team USA shirts shipped out last week. I mentioned that on the show. And the good thing is, is that people have gotten them. Woohoo! So what we did, of course, is we took um, away from our proceeds for the AMA and for ourselves and gave shirts to all the riders. Um, so it was awesome to see. We were tagged by Trail Jesters on Instagram of them in LaGuardia. Is that, is that the airport yeah. you said it was? Uh, there or JFK or wherever they're at. Where are they at? Ready to fly, Spain. JFK, Well, yep, John F. Kennedy uh, at JFK there uh, in New York. And that's awesome. They're all wearing their Team USA shirts that we made and, uh, yeah. and printed out there. I think that's fantastic. So if anybody else has gotten their shirts, we want to be tagged in pictures like these. Preferably, see, these guys are athletes right now. They're going to a race. They're not going to be drinking. I would prefer you to technically be fu fueling up while you're wearing your shirt. Um, and fueling I feel that up. we could come up with some good giveaways if you were to maybe have the best uh, Instagram post that you tagged us in wearing your Fuel Up shirt. Mm -hmm. Just throwing it out there. You come up with some good shit. I might come up with some good shit to give away. We'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be fun. Uh, so thank you to the riders for not only helping us get the shirts out there, but for being badasses, going to the ISDE, and then uh, and repping the shirts. So the Heck ISDE, yeah. have you ever gone? Man, I don't have enough money for that. But have you? I mean, have you ever qualified? <laughs> like, is it ever something uh, that like you were like, crap, I gotta sell some sperm so I can go? No, no, it's on my to do list for sure. You know, and I know that because you know Brian's kind of mentored me over the oh, years, sure. and and he's been and he's been going longer than longer than I uh, than I've been racing pro. Shit, and, yeah, this is like his thirteenth ISDE. Yeah, is is it thirteenth or? Four? I guess it is 13. But yeah. he's gone sporadically too. Like obviously like his yeah. first was like not 13 years ago. It was Yeah, like to the last like 5 or 6 he's hit it every time and then before there is intermittent. But uh you know, you know, he built up a company and and now he he can he can go and do that. So, you know, he put his time in and 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 now he's in a position where he he can go go enjoy that, you know, and uh and it, it's a it's a huge deal. It's it's kind of like a big vacation too at the same time. You right. know, he, he him and Sean he told me he's like, you know, we we go there, we walk, you know, we race hard, you know, but we always stay a few days later and and just enjoy the hell out of whatever country yeah. you're in. So, you know, that's huge, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of it's tough. Uh when I was there in Germany, I ran into Brian Story and Sean and man, like when you go as uh, a helper, right? In that sense, like in in the sense like Sean going, yes, Sean is his wife, but as Sean being part of the AMA entourage, like Oh, she I forgot about that. Get to like only help Brian, right? Like during bike build up and all that stuff and walking the test, like you get a chance to kind of really be together. But it's like once once the race starts they kind of like give everybody jobs, right? So it's like, you know, and they're like, hey, okay, Sean, you're at checkpoint, whatever, before they go into this test kind of a thing. And so she only really gets to see Brian during the day when they wake up and leave and go to where, where, where the paddock is. Uh, what the hell they call it? They call it something. Uh, Park for May. And then, uh, then she's like, well, he's gone. I'm in a truck driving somewhere. She sees him one time during the day. And then they both get back super late and meet back up. And that's when they get to see each other. Oh again. my god! And she didn't even really get to see him ride. You know, like most of the time when they're in those those sections, does she sign up for, for that? It's or kind of. That, it's, what was your what was what was your expected. deal whenever you went in Germany? Was that 2011? 2012. 12? Oh well, I, I went with Hooper. 
uh, with Jason Hooper when he mm-hmm. was still running digital off road. Um, and so, so you went as a media guy. Yeah, he knew that I was really just wanting to kind of get more into photography, and we've been talking about that a lot. So he was okay with me coming on as kind of his photographer, even though I wasn't the like I wasn't the digital off road photographer. But he just put me on his media badge mm-hmm. as the digital off road photographer, um, and so I was able to go do because seat time. I don't even know now if we would have the clout to uh, to be able to get something like that. No, I got you. Now. But yeah, it was awesome, dude. I mean, that's a, but. I think that that's what's tough is that people don't realize that even if we do have a huge entourage of people that go over there, that everyone has a job. Like, not a single person, even the people that are going for fun, unless they're legitimately like, you know what? F you, don't put me on the schedule. And there are all those people. <laughs> like, like, actual like, spectator. Like, yeah, like, like I'm here these- to spectate. I'm not here to help whoever I came with. Yeah. Which would be shitty, but whatever. Uh, but there are definitely people that have done that. Um, yeah. And so it, it happens, you know, and I know it'd be really tough for my dad, too. Like, but it's kind of, you know, it's a we're there big, to help the team. It's so. a pretty big operation because, I mean, how many riders do we have? Well, we definitely Between have. The, the, so now we got four, three, which is seven, then another three. So that's ten with the with the tr- with the trophy, the trophy teams. And then club, we have five clubs, which is three riders each now. So that's 15. So is that 25 riders? Okay. And each person probably brings at least one person, if not, excuse me, if not more. Yeah. Um, two right. or three. Um, and then you got Auntie from KTM. You got an A. You got to have Eric Kula this year with AMA. Uh, they typically have some kind of doctor guy. You know I mean, so it's a 50 plus entourage yeah. of people that are that are showing up at these events for um, every country for two weeks. Like you know, they're all flying yeah. out now. Start, but probably start walking the test probably tomorrow when they're all getting there. And then do that for a week, and then they'll start, and we'll end on a Saturday this year, I think, and then they'll have Sunday to party. Dang. It's heavy, man. It's going to be crazy. Crazy. Oh, so, yeah. Good so luck to- before, uh, before we get too weird, Steven, I see you have found something fun. Is that on the screen? It can be. So this is the kind of badassery that I'm talking about. See these guys I've right here? I've seen this earlier in the week. They went like and it. bought uh, Drew Kirby, the, the gentleman on the left, if you're looking at it, not not if you're trying to be him. Uh, he uh, bought this sprinter from a dude that had decked it out in all of these amazing American-ish style stickers. And so they got their Team USA shirts on the day they went and picked it up. And they put them on, took badass pictures with an American flag, and just had a damn good time doing it. So that's the kind of badassery that we want to see and tag us in that kind of stuff, and we'll pick up some badass stuff. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, no, I've seen that earlier in the week. Oh, oh, and before we forget, talking about the ISDE, who's playing Ryan Sipes? Mm. Well, uh, even though the rumor mill is still doing its thing, the, the, we, were, we were speculating on this right off the bat. Ryan Sipes' bike has already left, right? It's like a 27-day furlough. Yeah, to get, yeah, like, no, to no, ship no, a bike and all that stuff. Yeah, you got the crate. So, so what that. bike is that? That's a coastal racing Husqvarna. Who's his teammate? Lane Michaels. Lane Michaels is doing pretty good. So let's send Lane Michaels. Okay, but now we do, so that's the rumor is that Lane Michaels is easily a shoe in, right? That hasn't yeah. been officially announced, but he's he's got to be the guy that's going. Passport, um, ticket, right? All that kinds of stuff. So. But what's he going to ride? Is he going to absolutely replace Ryan Sipes, right, on the trophy team? Which he's a capable rider. He's fast. Mm. But he, he is, and he's been to the ISC before, but he's, but he's a younger dude, right? So is it better to give somebody like Stu Baylor a chance to be on the, on the trophy team? Because he's, mm, he would be yeah. more experienced at the ISTE than Lane Michaels. And then put Lane Michaels on the junior team. Which, to me, that makes sense. But I don't, 
you know, I know that Auntie and Christy and the whole KTM crew have their own. Well, I say KTM crew, the, the, the team crew, right? They just happen to work for KTM also. <laughs> but it's like Roger DeCoster, you know, like he puts together the Motocross of Nations team. He organizes that, all, you know, that whole thing. He manages that team, but he works for KTM. It's yeah, the exact so same thing. Work, yeah. yeah, Auntie manages the team for Team USA at the ISDE, but he works for KTM. And so a lot of his cohorts that help him out, Christy and things of that nature, and I think Jen Kinman goes along sometimes, they all work for KTM too because it's just easy. So they, I mean, there's not been an official. official there has not been an official official. And you, well, you talked to him, didn't you? Or you texted him or something? Who's that? Ryan Sipes. I did. I texted Ryan Sipes. So what happened? I can tell you. I mean, like I asked him. I said, "Hey, can I can I say what you said?" And he said, "Yeah." So, but the biggest thing is that it said it right in the press release kind of thing that was there on Dirt Rider is that he was going to do his typical warm up for what a GNCC is now. What's a typical warm up for a GNCC? That's <laughs> jumping jacks. Like that's here's, here's that's my biggest question because the GNCC doesn't have a test track. They don't have right. a loop. I mean that stuff. So. If you think about what we do when we go warm up, you know, we go find some part of a field, right, somewhere that we're probably not really supposed to be in, and we do some, yeah, find some trees, do some figure eights, do some turns, stuff like that, get the brakes, making sure everything's just moving, that the forms, you know, that kind of stuff. Most organizations say you're not supposed to be doing any pit racing, right? right? And a lot of the times, like, if they wanted to be hard asses, they could consider that, like, Mm -hmm. like pit not pit riding I have seen it um, and so at the GNC that, that apparently that's kind of the idea of what happened that he was either going to do those kind of warm-ups somewhere or he was doing them well you said he came around and it came truck. around it came around a truck and I don't know what truck it may have been the husky truck it may have been another truck and there was a rider coming probably maybe doing the same thing that he was doing some kind of warm-up edges and he was like I need to shit lay it over so he laid it over and the guy whatever he did he rolled over his arm remember kids just go straight to the starting line. Just don't don't dork around. Straight to the starting line. Yeah, I think I was doing a wheelie once whenever I was a kid right before a race and and looped it out and destroyed my fender and ruined the race. It was, it was a bad deal. <laughs> so so uh, we got uh, Rob Mitchell in the chat room, which you know he does the the Rob Mitchell's films and all that kind of. The typical warm up is a goon session in the pits in a f- in a free spot in the parking lot. The Sipes deal was bound to happen. So, I mean, that's exactly, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's very unfortunate that it had to be Ryan Sipes, the guy who won overall yeah, first American yeah, ever at the ISDE last year for a chance to come back and do that and help thing. the team win its first ISDE. But, of course, you know, how, how does how does luck happen? That kind of a thing. So that sucks. And, and Rob would definitely know much better than us because of the, you know, the amount of GNCCs that he's been able to be. How many have you been to? You've been to a handful. I did one, and I cried and almost threw up, and I said never again. And yeah, just the one? It's three-hour, 26-minute, and I was running third in 258, and this was back in 2010. And, man, that third hour just was just probably the worst thing ever. I mean, gnarlier than the... Than the uh, Last man standings I did. I mean, it was it was just I just I like I love going hard and I love going for a long time. I'm sure you do, but Playboy. The, the, the third hour though is just I mean that's just not fun, you know. That's kind of why I'm taking like you know why I like local off road. You know, we run one to two hours and then uh, you know the enduros. You know, you get a nice break. Yeah, you know. So. I'm I'm the same way. Like I love the enduros, um, and I, I typically enjoy a good two hour hair scramble. 
But man, yeah, I can only imagine that three hours. Even the GNCC I did, I did the two hour one, and my hands blew up because I'm a, you know, that guy. Um, <laughs> but it happens. It's what it is. Um, I liked uh, Dale's question in the chat room. Based upon how this season has gone, what are your XC1 and XC2 predictions for 2017? Keep in mind, riders moving up like Bollinger in XC1. So Bollinger's going to be an XC1. Chris Bach will, should be healthy and back in XC1. Obviously, Caleb Russell, I don't think mm-hmm. he's planning on retiring anytime soon. Josh Strang's been super strong, but he did have some kind of foot injury. I know he was casted. Um, we've seen Thad Duvall has... Thad's been going fast. Yeah. He's going really fast. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, the only thing I know that, that Caleb Russell does different than everybody else is he's on the... Uh, uh, what's my dude? A program with Ryan Ryan Dungey. What's the trainer? Alden Baker. Is he so really? He tra- yeah, him and Charlie Mullins were ba- both both on the on the Alden Baker in the Baker Factory. Oh, and wow. so I mean, is that it? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, okay, you know so I mean? like, he should he be getting like, burnout in two years, right? <laughs> no, or now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one to two years you get burned out. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like that that's crazy if that would be. The thing, I mean, I'm not taken away from the fact that the guy's a phenomenal rider. Like, I mean, I think all these guys are phenomenal riders. There's just little things that they do different and or better. Um, you know what I mean? And it's just crazy, like, to be able to, to have talked to Thad, to have talked to Josh String, to talk to guys like Ricky Russell and Grant and things like that, and they're like, we're all trying to not let Caleb Russell come out first from the third turn, right, of those starts where they S him, because he's like, we are all mentally defeated if that happens. Yeah. Like, because he just, well, he, I, so it, it's just crazy to me to think that, that, that he has that kind of a a gap on the whole field, but he does. I mean, four XE1 titles in a row and four dominant ones. Right. And this is one that he started the season injured because of the ISDE with his knee last year and the surgery and the recovery. He started the season and did okay. But didn't win. Started the season, the second round, still did really good. Didn't win, and then third. And since the third round, he's just been kicking ass and taking mm-hmm. names. Yeah, he's been killing it. Yeah, it's almost getting old, like watching Villapoto and Supercross a few years back. It's like, oh, Villapoto got the whole shot. Boring. You know, <laughs> run yeah. away with it. So what do you? What do we do to liven this up? Do we put uh, as as uh, Steve Mathis would say, we put nets so we can get bigger berms at these events. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds fun. Very nice. Okay, let's see. I don't see anyone moving up to XE1 getting into the KR string Duval battles. I would agree. If Beta has their stuff worked out, I'd like to see Ashburn on a good program and in the mix. Seems like Lane Michael and Craig DeLong battle on XE2. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one for the XE2. Um, now, granted, I would love to say that I followed the GNCCs like super close. The last time I did and knew kind of what was happening in the A classes when Grant Baylor was in the A classes and winning and about to go to the XC2 class. But right now, I don't know who's doing really well in the A classes that could potentially be moving into the XC2 classes to kind of compete, like they're saying, with the Lane Michael, Craig DeLong um, mix of dudes. And so, but I like the fact, I think I think he's on to something with the KR, Strang, and Duval. Rose really do seem like the guys. Now, we've seen Ryan mm-hmm. Sipes up there, you know, in the Absolutely. in the top five easily. Um, Ashburn's been on the podium so to his point with the beta program I as well would like to be able to see that but how strangely inconsistent has the beta program be for anybody they always seem 
to hire somebody before the season and then they're not together by the end of the season. Or they pick somebody up in the middle of the season and then they're with them for a while. Like, I have no idea what goes on in the background of that, but that just seems to me to be the strangest program for the fact that, like, I think when I really started paying attention to it was when Chris Bach was on it. And then he just randomly yeah. he randomly left or was randomly fired. I really don't even remember. And it's been that way since with Corey Buttrick, uh, you know, that we got uh, Nick Davis. Like I mean, there's been yeah, trying still trying to Jesse Grom. Sorry, Nick Davis is on there now with Jesse Grom, um, and Nick Davis is on now. Mm-hmm. Like it's been weird. Yeah, people coming in and out. Like, yeah, I don't know, but turnover rate. Yeah, and a lot of it's a lot of it sounds like it has to do with. With bike setup and testing and being able to do this, and I wonder if it's just one of those situations where beta and I have no idea on financials or any of that kind of crap, but their beta just doesn't have enough money to do overt amounts of testing and R and D and legitimate like A B testing. Well, I don't know. That's, that's such a good question that you say that because I mean they're a huge powerhouse in Europe, you know, but they don't have a real big hold in the market in the U.S. But they are making an effort with their factory mm-hmm. team. They have been and they've been up in it, you know. And this, you know, we got Drew last week, you know. Um, so I mean, that, that's really interesting. What you say is like, how much money are they putting in R and D over here in the states and, yeah. and and whatnot, and what are they getting out of it? Because I mean. You know, no offense to those guys, but I mean, there's not that many people riding betas around here, yeah. and they got a factory team, you know, going after championships. It's kind of, it's kind of lopsided. And it's like it's one of those deals too. What's interesting is, KTM. Like, think about what, 15 years ago? I think even 15 years ago, KTM's were orange ass bikes, and they were starting to take over off road, right? Straight to the yeah, PDS swing arm, arm all that like, kinds of stuff, right? This? But it wasn't until they were racing Supercross and winning that people in the United States really started to pay attention You're at, to it. On the, and, the, and the moto track, seven... It was six, off-road guys. Se- six, seven <laughs> years ago, nobody was riding yeah, a KTM It was moto, moto guy. Track. It was off-road guys at, at a, a moto, moto track, track on their orange yeah. bikes, right? Mm-hmm. So... Is that kind of a thing? Is that, I mean, I, well, no, that is the thing. We don't even have to ask that question. We know that if you want to say that you have a legitimate stake in the United States, right? If you're mm-hmm. probably being extremely profitable in the United States as a motorcycle company, you need to have a bike in Supercross, mm-hmm. have a team there, and you need to be in the top five, if not winning championships. Now, do they, oh God, I forgot about the Tegan Temple thing. Thank you. So, is that but with a program that's being run the way theirs is being run and i'm trying to say this without sound i'm i'm not judging anybody i'm going off the facts you know what i mean like i don't know any of the behind the scenes voodoo right right i'm just going by press releases and random releases and random team joinings and things like that that's never going to get you to a point where you're going to be you're going to have a top 5 finisher in a supercross race right so that i think there are a lo- it seems like there are a lot of management issues still that need to be worked out because I'm sure because we know Jesse Grome is still fast. He gets on a KTM. He's comfortable. He's still going really fast, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen uh, Corey Buttrick on the KTM's um, after Beta, still doing, still riding well, still doing really fast. Chris Bach actually on JCR with Honda, still riding Great really fast. Program. Like all, all that stuff. Like they're not they're not bad riders, you know. They they're just there's something there that is. 
don't forget, ninety percent the rider, ten percent the bike, Brian. All right, don't don't be. It's all mental. All, don't be all good. <laughs> but I mean, but to the same point, I mean, yeah, like, but if we're all just a bunch of fucking head cases, that's why people do so good on orange bikes, then because they're such a huge powerhouse, little you just subconscious, you just automatically feel better because you're on an orange bike. Yeah, I've seen people do really well on huskies though. Yeah. Like that have switched over to Huskies. Yeah. You could and legitimately that, say that, that Ryan that Sipes right did there. better on a Husky. And there is no scientific evidence to back that up other than a polyurethane subframe. <laughs> They're the exact same bike, so, oh. you know, you yeah, know what I'm saying? They, they do have internal differences. Like, they, They're, like, if... What? If you ride them back to back, you'll notice the differences because they have they different they port them differently. All the bikes are ported differently. The suspension is valved differently. Well, I knew about the um, valving. So, I didn't know about the, them actually yeah. porting them. Different. Yeah, especially uh, even Husaberg. That's what Husaberg was doing, and they were the same. You know, like you could have said the same thing about Husabergs. They were KTM's with the different mm-hmm. name, you know, kind of stuff. But if you rode the same model. But side by side, you could feel the differences, and there's subtle it's more than just maps, it's, more, it's more, yeah, more yeah. than maps, and so it's a gotcha. yeah. But you know, I mean, and, and I think too, as as Husky continues to evolve, I mean, I think that they've done a great job with what they've done with the brand. Um, but as they continue to evolve and make money and, and move around, that they're going to slowly make that gap a tad bit wider. I don't ever think it'll be huge because I think what they're doing is smart as hell. They're using certain parts of the manufacturing process and doubling up on the money, right? Like the steel frames. If the frames always stay the same, that's saving so much money. If yeah. the swing arms always stay the same, so much money. Like that kind of weird stuff. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Coastal seems solid. Agree. Andrew or Craig battling Toth has stepped up for sure. Oh, Josh Toth. Holy crap. That's such a good point in the XE2 class. So um, with Nick Davis, God, leave. We didn't... Nick Davis was so he's on the beta team now. Well, he was either let go or quit. I honestly, again, being this far away, press releases the way they're written, nobody has a fucking clue what actually happens. Um, so they're not together anymore. They got a, they got a divorce on Facebook, and the status update did not tell me why. That's what happened. <laughs> How long was that? Uh, or what was he on there? He was on the XE2 on the 250s uh, okay. at the FXs, um, and so he didn't make the full season and is now on the betas, but they picked up Josh Toth, and Josh from uh, New England, from the, the, the Rippas, and he's been killing it on that bike. Yeah, yeah he's killing it. really good. I don't know how Rippas would say it, but I'm sure it wouldn't sound like my high, whiny voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I talk to New Englanders a lot at my job, and I can't impersonate them either. Just Yankee. <laughs> no offense. Our northern viewers, but uh, yeah, he's been doing really well. Um, but uh, what did you say about Teague and Temple got dropped? Yeah, so I forgot about that too. Teague Temple being dropped on the beta team, so I don't know. I know so oh, that's funny. I text Drew that, and I was just joking around. I didn't know that he actually got dropped though. Like ooh, that's what I'm saying. Like and again, it sucks because like, and not that I want like that's like I'm not. I don't need to be the guy that's in the rumor mill, right? That doesn't. I just want some actual levity with what is going mm-hmm. on. Like no one's honest with any of this kind of stuff. It's we just get like some juicy gossip out of Drew. Higgins, I don't even maybe. need the gossip. I just need people to be honest. Like everyone wants to write these press releases that sound so political and that don't make any damn sense because they're trying to have this legal battle with themselves and their egos about how much you know and what's gonna affect the company and this that the other where for myself i'm like i'd rather you tell me the honest truth and i'm gonna 
like you more as a company because I know that you're always up front with me we and you're never going to hide anything. We need to know who initiated the breakup, the rider or the team. Right? This is important facts. It's, it really is. It's, it's just like a Facebook status update when it's just like, so-and-so's no longer together. You're like, no, that's not what I want to know. Like, I want to know what happened. Who put it in whose butt? Did touch you? <laughs> Did you get the dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did it get weird? No, no, I've never heard that. That is awesome. <laughs> You've like, never given him the dolphin? My mom's done that to me like a million times. And I like never knew there's a word for it. That's awesome. Why oh, is your mom man. giving you the dolphin? No. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, uh. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so what's next so you're on saying the... Hail, she just always says yes? Is that like yes, you never yeah, get the no? No, no it's, it's more of like a non-verbal look. It's just, you know, the squinty eyes. You know, that she gets oh, eight, you don't even need to get the just verbal. Does, just does the, the Asian eyes, and, and then it's, I know, you know. You're like, not Saturday night. Got it. Next weekend it is. YouTube chat for Caleb. What? <clears throat> what? what are you telling me? YouTube, how does that work? I'm not going to lie. Honestly, it's hard to be honest if I'm being honest with what? I feel like he like had somewhere to go because it was kind of funny because he was like, lie, honest, honest, lie, lie, honest, and then he just went dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Any silly season updates? Man, as we're talking about here, this is Texas. We don't get crap. No, like, nothing, man. Like I don't follow Vital MX forums, right? I'm not getting texted by Jason Thomas when he's, you know, doing shots. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't get I don't get those fun updates. <laughs> I just drink beer and like, you know And just kick back and, and uh enjoy off road media. Yes. Um not enough of it. Hey, oh well, Steven, pass us that question. All right, go into the chat room. Stephen Powellson, Caleb, any desire to qualify for an ISDE in the future? I would agree that that is a great question. Why have you not even tried to do that? Man, they're so far away. Like, oh my God, Brian know. Story goes to them. Pennsylvania. You could easily cut gas with him and go. Well, um, no, actually, that, that's funny that that's uh, a true you statement. said that, Stephen, um, is that, uh, you know, like, um, I don't know if yeah, I said this. Um, I'm doing the... Full national enduros next year for 2017. Uh, teaming up with a couple of uh, couple local guys. Drew, of course, is going to all of them. Then uh, my buddy Austin Jones, a Torx Ripper, um, he's going to be going to them. So we're all going to team up. And and I figured that um, you know I'm getting kind of old. I'm 28 now, so I'm going to be mad if I'm 30 years old and I hadn't done at least one full season of a national off-road series. I got to give it a, one shot. So next year is going to be the year. And so we're going to be doing uh, uh, some some other you know random events because I'm not going to be following the the local off road series anymore and uh, and and I really would love to go to one of those qualifiers if not to go at least to see where I stack up with with uh, with everybody but um, but uh, yeah yeah that was good to hear from you Stephen thank you uh, it's funny you say that so you say you're 28 mm -hmm. right you don't want to get too old before doing a season. A full national enduro season. I'm 37. And my, I was telling the Brian story last week when he was on the way out. I said, the goal for me is not next year, not 2017, but for 2018 is when I'll do my first full national enduro series. Oh, very nice. Gonna, uh, 39. Uh, over, 
why not you just wait more one more year and and try to kill the over forty? Because it's not about my age, bro. It's about when I think I can actually make it happen. It's about championships. <laughs> uh, no, Steve no, no. Levine's fast um, though. I don't think you'd be able to beat him. He's he's still killing the over forty a. Yeah, is he riding over forty a? Story Levine, Steve Levine. Oh, no, he is in. Is it over? Well, oh, that's a good question. I want to say over forty, but now I'm sitting think, here. I don't okay. think he's I over did forty. The, I did the thirty A class at the National Enduro in Louisiana. I got second, and I did not get second to Stephen Levan. So if there's a thirty five or thirty like a thirty five A class, he might have been in that. Maybe. If not, he was in the forty A class or an open A. What now? Nah, because open A is typically no, fast no, no, little no, lipper, rippers. It's in an age group. Yeah. But I, um, oh, and uh, uh, somebody just texted me. Um, girlfriend's awesome brother, Chris Nectonic, from up in Kansas, Ripper. And he just asked me if I'll be riding the pro class in the Nationals. I will. <gasps> so the last two I've done, I have um, uh, finished. Yeah, the last one I finished 14th overall and 14th in the pro class. So I beat all the. I beat all the A-class riders, so I figured that I need to ride pro again. So, I mean, the whole goal is to get some top tens. If I can get some top tens, I think I'll be happy in life, and then I can ride a, ride a motorcycle off a cliff and finish it. Just kidding. It's so much more fun when you get older. Like, no, it's I've not, had, dude. I wake up, and, I'm, and, I've, and I hurt, Fucking man. amazing. Dude, I've had two ankle surgeries, a shoulder surgery. I'm working on another ankle surgery. Like, I'm probably going to have a penis enlargement at some point. Like, oh, yeah. I hear those you just, are really good for riding. You just got to keep going. Dude, that's the, you know, no, I'm not saying I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. But, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm like... I'm actually getting older. Like I go out and train, and it takes like longer to recover, and 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 all this stuff, and it it sucks, you know. But uh, so you know, got to give it one more shot. But uh, thanks for tuning in there, Chris and Tonic. Appreciate uh, you. So it's even more fun if you guys are in the chat room. There's some weird shit to talked about. Uh, Tlk.io/seattime. Talking about Kawasaki coming back to GNCC next year. Oh, factory? Yeah. Very nice. I mean, well, it's about time. That Cowie's going to be there. That doesn't mean that it's going to... I mean, like, you know, Suzuki's back, but they're with Obermeyer. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not like, you know, fa- they have factory Kawasaki sponsorships, right? But the bikes, but it's not the factory team, right? You know, it, and so, it, and I don't it know. really is like, you know, back mm. in, back in like, oh, like we were talking about before the show started in 08, 09, Yamaha and Cowie, they had such good contingency. Yes. And then with the, 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 the whole crash of 07, 08, you know, they, they pulled a lot of that contingency. It hurt guys like me. And uh, that's why I started riding KTMs. But I'm really surprised now that the economy's doing good and everything. And KTMs has such a stronghold in the off-road community or off-road market. I'm really surprised that Japanese manufacturers haven't come back, haven't even tried. Like Kawasaki and Honda, like they, they Yamaha's hardly. The f- Yamaha's the first. Now, Yamaha's doing good. Yes. But I mean, a lot like I'm kind of pointing out Kawasaki and Suzuki, particularly here. Or Honda. They really don't care that much about the off road. You know, they're not putting any dollars into our factory off road teams and or contingency for that matter. Yeah. And um, you know, it's we're just going to see more of a KTM. Uh, Husqvarna monarchy in the next few years, probably. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it, though. They would have to have a le- an insane platform to try to think that they're going to come into off road and take on KTM and take on you know and take on now Husky as well because they're getting a huge 
a huge bump from being what, what's happened with KTM. And so what we were talking about, though, what do you need to be, do to be successful to sell motorcycles in the United States? Simple. You need to race Supercross. I'm going to say, no, no, simple. I'm going to sound like a broken record here. And then you go into their old archives and their factory and pull out all the molds for their 252 strokes that they were making 10 years ago, put them back into production. Bam. Off-road sales go through the roof. Well, what do you think Yamaha's done? Yeah, you know, th- exactly. Again, <laughs> talking about Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki. But yeah, no, Yamaha still selling 125s. And that that right there, that makes, that makes me sleep better at night. Makes you feel better about Somebody yourself? Somebody out there, Japanese manufacturers making 125s, and that, that's good. Need more of that. Uh, somebody was talking about gas gas in the chat room. One of the things that I wanted to say is congrats to Jubal Brown uh, for his promotion with uh, with Gas Gas. Uh, okay, I think cool. he's going to be a team manager, general manager, something of that nature. But at the same time, like this is another guy that's just been busting his ass, riding around. You know, it's, it's like Eric Kudla. He was a guy who made money that paid the bills. Like, that was it. Dude lived paycheck to paycheck and like almost race to race, right? Mm-hmm. But it's paid off for him. He applied for the job at the AMA, and I know for a fact he is overqualified for that job. The amount of knowledge that that guy has when it comes to putting on events, especially off-road stuff, that he's going he's gonna to do so much awesome things for a group like AMA Racing. Now, I think the same thing about Jubal Brown. That guy has been all over the place, raced at the ISDEs. He's been an off-road fanatic for so long, and now that he's on at Gas Gas, I mean, it's going to be, I think, to have that kind of that wealth of knowledge, and he's a younger dude. You know, they're 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 still in their mid to late 20s. So. Oh, yeah, and I, and I, and I was about to ask that if uh, Brock Hepler was still uh, uh, riding for Gas Gas, which is, I mean, if you had told me that in 2009, I would just laughed until i cried but um it's awesome that homeboy is doing some riding some safe riding because wood riding is so much safer than on supercross um but uh but yeah who, who's that that just pointed said that uh brock hepler and Johnny yeah Barber. so yeah so uh brock hepler and, uh, and johnny barber johnny barber's been on the show uh brock hepler we've uh we've, we've uh, talked with him a little bit but so they've both been riding gas gases johnny uh Johnny Barber has for a while. Brock Hepler has for a handful of years, not as long as Johnny Barber. But uh, so Johnny Barber is kind of like a regional race captain. <laughs> like he's kind of put together their race team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's slowly growing as, as Gas Gas is kind of like coming back into the States. Uh, but 2017 is kind of their year that they're starting to make a bigger appearance again in the States. And so with the way Brock Hepler's been riding, it would be awesome to see Gas Gas support brock hepler at the national enduros it yeah, doesn't even need to be he, like a he's factory some, deal he's gotten some top 15s you know and yeah and and just being realistic that name alone is huge if he's getting top 15s then yeah he should definitely get some support because that's that's turning a lot of heads but you know and and, and uh yeah i've guessed yes it's coming back i hope they can get their um you know the only problem i had years with years ago with them was you know their distributor over here for parts was kind of was kind of sucky, but it, it's gotten a lot better. You know, you recently. know who else used to be sucky getting parts? KTM. That's right. They yeah. Mid to late nineties, like as they were making that trans, like before they went bankrupt, like when it was the Pinton to KTM kind of transition, like that was their biggest thing is that they couldn't get parts over here well, and definitely not on time. Yeah, and they Joe went Schmo's warehouse and they got bought out. Every and then they got week. bought out by somebody who knew how to run a company that wasn't just a moto fanatic, right? 
and made it an extremely successful company. Um, and those are some of the things I think that we all kind of like lose sight of is that in the long run, these are businesses, you know, you can't, you can be a moto fanatic and enjoy this kind of stuff. But you, if you long, if you don't think about the business and the way, what the business does. And in this case, we're talking about parts, you know, it's like when you don't have that, those, those people in the right places to make the right decisions, to make sure that shit that needs to be shipped from Austria over to the United States in that funnel doesn't happen properly. You're not going to have a successful business. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the, maybe that that's the key that, that, uh, you, you know, that but like that, gas gas has had that issues. Betas have had that. That's issues. what I was going to say. Maybe that's, had that that's their thing. If they can get good parts distribution over here, they can get a better strong, you know, a better stronghold in it. KTM did that. And maybe hopefully we'll see, see that. I just, I just, I want to try something. Oh, check it out. Sweet. I just think it's, I didn't realize, like, see, he like, Sweet, I am totally entertained for the rest of the show. This is amazing. Let's tell the viewers <laughs> what you're talking about now. So wait, uh, hey Rob, uh, jump in there really quick and uh, and tell us what's going on for 2017 with the uh, full gas sprint enduros because that's gonna be cool. Have you had a chance to do one of those yet? I have not. I've heard nothing but good things. I have too, and I really do want to attend one. It really is coming down to money and time. It, it's just it's sucky that that's what it is, but that's what it is. Um, Brian's story again is that he's gone to a couple. Drew has gone to a couple. Drew's We've had good. guys from Texas travel, right? And it's just the times that they go are times that I can't, excuse me, jump in the car and go with them, right? Right. So it's just sucky that, like, because that would be an amazing weekend. You're with your moto bros and just traveling the country, riding dirt bikes. Didn't they have a sprinter like during the week earlier this year? Yeah, you didn't hear about that. TSEC had a sprint enduro no, no, last no, weekend. No, 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 the, uh, the, the full gas sprint enduro. It was around Daytona time. You oh, no, no, they did that in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it on the Thursday and Friday or Wednesday and Thursday or whatever before the GNC, before all the weekend stuff. Yeah. Uh, specifically because that's when they needed to do it to make sure that oh, all the riders that I were coming. I wonder if they're doing that like, next year because, uh, yeah, we're going to... You know, we're going to make a vacation out of Daytona this year, obviously, for Bike Week and everything. I've never been, and I'm so stoked to go. Um, so, uh, if anybody's got any pointers or suggestions, you're going to Daytona? Yeah, dude. God, dude, I want to make a vacation out of it. Because the national money time thing, the the national is going to be somewhere around there. Um, March 19th. Where's it at? Florida. Somewhere in Florida. Gainesville. Florida. Is it Gainesville? It's Daytona. Gainesville. They're gonna they're gonna have it. Sounds like it's north. Yeah, no, Gainesville's in the northeast northeast corner of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know where the where they're racing at. But yeah, we're gonna make a whole week out of it, and it's hopefully gonna be a good time. Go do some deep sea fishing, chill on the beach. <laughs> I'm gonna say something little deeper. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's 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 gonna be uh it's you know it's gonna be, I'm really stoked. I've heard nothing but good things of date of uh, bike week and. And gonna go try to experience some of it, you know. So, George Dinser, George Florida, I believe that's George Dinser. He's gonna be a guy you gotta hang out with uh, if you can. He's he's a Florida dude. Okay. Uh, he's invited us to. Now I don't know if he'll invite you to stay at his house, but he's invited us to come down there and hang out and stuff like that. But I know that he could show you like a good time in Florida. Okay. Um, and just some some of the stuff. I'm sure more of the beaten paths. Of, of things that people don't know that are going to be badass, of Bike Week and things of that nature. Yeah. I would love to do Bike Week, man. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to get some inside inside scoop because, I mean, if you, you I'm sure be, it's not something you just show up and be like, oh, yeah, let's go get a you hotel. You could be the like, on-site seat time <laughs> reporter. Oh, dude, okay. Foodie for the boys. Would yeah, be like man, Facebook we'll, Live from there, like whenever chits are like popping their boobies out. 
You like run up next to him with Facebook Live on. Brian, I'm not allowed to do. I'm not allowed to do things like that. Why not? You're doing it for seat time. You're not doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for your own benefit. You're doing it for ours. Yes, yes. It's for the seat time, honey. Now, what if it was her? I mean, come on, just put it out there. It's just happening. You know, it's weird. I'm in. Oh man. Oh, I just noticed that the message board's on the huge TV. That's so much easier to read. Yeah, that's why you have the huge TV there. It's basically a teleprompter for internet chat room. We we do, don't we? <laughs> we need to have the, a teleprompter for us so we actually know what to talk about. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got like... Well, I guess you don't have to filter that out. <laughs> I just like all the the fact that we got all the the fun little dudes. I don't even what you, emoticons. They're not really emoticons. Is that we're gonna call them? Emoticons. Emojis. <laughs> just said emoticons. <laughs> nice, perfect. Um, it's like on the screen. Oh, fun. Um, oh, very nice, very nice. Very nice, very nice. Uh, so Technology. we're talking about National Enduros. One of the things coming up is the last round of the National Enduros in Oklahoma. Are you going to be there? Um, the 22nd this month? What is it, TCCRA, baby? Oh, yeah. Yeah, boom. We got going for that 13th um, off-road championship. It pisses so. me off so much that the Texas series literally don't give a fuck I mean, I, 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 any I, of the national circuits. Yeah, None it, of it's the closest off-road race, and it's, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, not really good. The Louisiana National was a T-Sec race. A T-Sec race. The Texas Enduro Series scheduled a race on the same weekend as a National Enduro five hours away. Like... Yeah, I remember, I remember when that, that uh, beat. That was Louisiana, and then... Uh, um, yeah, I was talking to you about it there and like how much crap that was. It's like, dude, like, come on, get it, get it together. Let's, yeah. let's respect. It's like respecting your elders, you know? It's like, hey, I'm a regional off road series. I got to respect my elders, the national off road. I don't even totally see you know? it like that. It's one of those things where like we got to support the damn sport. Money. And if we can't get a bunch of people to the nationals because they're going to a regional event, the nationals aren't going to get a chance to grow. And it's just kind of shitty if the net, you know what I mean? Like, we've got all these Texas riders that could be going to these events and selling them out. But the, the, the national in Louisiana doesn't sell out. The national in Oklahoma doesn't sell out. You know why? Because the Texas all series people don't want to put all their races on on those weekends. And then you got people up in the east that, that can't make that far of a drive. It's like, you know, Pennsylvania for us, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, no, that's 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 uh, stupid. The new policy not sending us I must have gotten the beta down. <laughs> I know Spanky's been drinking. If he's coming up with good jokes like that, <laughs> wow. Uh, wait, let me read this, Rob. What do you say? With KTM's new policy of not sending U.S. riders overseas to compete against their own riders and vice versa, what would happen to Durocross riders in that series if in if that series went away? I'm trying. I'm a little confused. I th- are you referring to like the Taddy and Taylor Robert switcheroo where they use the money for each other? So if that's no. the case, let's talk about that a little bit. If not, 
explain a little bit more. But Spanky, that was good. I have to say that was good. So <laughs> that's the thing. It's like oh, I get it now. The beta down. Not the beat down. Dude, I like the beta down. Uh, you need to drink more or drink less. One of the no, two. Dude, no, I, I, I love jokes like that. It's just like trying to read the one above it, and then it's like. Uh, <laughs> I'm that, gonna, that's good. That's I'm just good. gonna hang out here on the internet and figure it out later. Um, so yeah, I hate that shit. That those events don't sell out, and you know they they don't sell out because of the Texas series. No oh, man, legitimately you, you gotta, being like, you know what? Whatever, I don't care. Yeah, and no, over scheduling it. I mean, it's just like Dallas Supercross. You know, they would never do that. Well, this is kind of the same thing. You know, I mean, the, uh, but more for the probably for the little bit, little hard, more hardcore enthusiasts. Whereas Supercross is for you know some chick whose boyfriend races pro allegedly. You know, but uh, uh, not referring to you, all the other track rats, honey. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that that's uh, there. There's a certain amount of uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, just it's our it's Texas common ego. sense, really. But whatever. Taddy Roberts or Taylor Bluzy Zuziak. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, this guy's just like if Taddy Bluzyak and Taylor Robert had a kid. Which which last name would they have? You can't do that to dyslexic <laughs> guests like me, man. You start getting <laughs> yeah. like, He's like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. It's too much. So I'm going to be at the National Enduro in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, it's going it, to be good. It's going to be fun, man. I'm really looking forward to that. It's uh, October 22nd. Um, please look. Uh, I don't think Papa Pierce is going to be there. I think Papa Pierce has... Uh, an event in Louisiana. I think he's going back and seeing some friends in Nolens. And then my mom and my sister are going to be in New York, but me and the fam are going to be there. So I'm going to have little man Liam. We're going to have Kay. We're going to have Nora. Um, and we're going to be, and my wife, obviously, Tamara. We're going to be having a good time. And uh, yeah, I haven't been to the Zinc Ranch. I'm really looking forward to being up there and just kicking ass and taking names. And by doing that, I mean riding my motorcycle, not actually winning anything. Oh, man. Dude, come on now. There's always a, a win to be had. And then. 200c or the pro class i mean there's always a win to be had um, um peyton, buck peyton buck wants to know what's your favorite series in texas oh, and you better not man. say torn motherfucker oh no <laughs> no uh, full disclosure torn's my least favorite um, oh, I, I just and and that's only because they'll come out and tell you they don't care they cater to the amateur rider and don't care about experts or pros and that has been said to me word for word so uh torn's on the bottom of that list um tccra is kind of like i mean this is their 45th year they're the most prestigious off-road circuit and you know 300 mile radius uh, that's why they and, schedule and, their races and, over in national i mean they're just i mean they're the most pretty but i mean it's a non-profit you have a lot of people involved decisions don't always get made correctly like in our government and you know so it's kind of technically for non-profit you know nobody's supposed to like get paid but they do well the promoters make money so but that's it it's not really not, yeah i get it you know they got to pay the landowners but anyways to answer that question straight um, TCCRA is always going to be on the top of my list and bottom of my heart because that's what I grew up doing. But I have nothing but good things to say about the Torque Series, um, which I won last year, and I'm currently leading the points in um, down there right now. And actually, we were down there last weekend for a race. The lady friend and I had a great time. What's that, honey? 
Oh, yeah, I'm leading Saturday. See, they got two pro races. It's really cool. You can show up, race pro on Saturday. You show up, race pro on Sunday. Two separate championships, totally different people that go for it. So, I mean, it, it's really cool. Um, so, I won the Saturday series last year and went in the Saturday series or the, the pro one, they call it, this year. And, and man, they run an awesome event down there. Always have good grass track. Always have good woods. They'll throw in moto and enduro cross if they have it. Um, and then they do podium for everybody on Saturday. Um, and then they do podium for pros both day with the bubbly. And uh, if you catch them on the right day, that bubbly's cold and tastes good after a good race. Yeah, you're like, if you catch them on the right day, and by day we mean earlier in the weekend, so Saturday. Hey, you might. You got some foodie of that, don't you? We do. Steven has the footy. There's a picture somewhere. Maybe you caught him off guard. Oh. You caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah, let's see the... There's a picture, bro. Oh, Austin no. Jones well, okay. is pushing you hard every race. Ooh. <laughs> Who is Ooh. This Peyton Buck. it has got his name. Why would you <laughs> quite why would you even ask that? Look next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Are you man. flustered now that somebody's like Austin Jones is in your butthole? No, Austin's awesome. But the thing about Austin is homeboy kills it in the mud. I mean in dry slick, like that's that's my thing. I can That's because that's away. all Texas is. But but uh, the race before last he finished right freaking behind me. Uh, I think the last race last year Did you dolphin uh, him? we we battled to the finish again in the mud. But man, if it's slimy, that dude is fast man but uh he but, needs to but, talk to uh, eric kudla because eric kudla legitimately asked us on the show how to ride mud because he moved from the desert in california to ohio well you just sit on your rear fender everybody knows that right <laughs> and so he you should have heard the questions though and like all the tips and tricks and stuff like it was hilarious oh, that's awesome so we'll get peyton buck to give him uh or austin jones to give him some maybe peyton buck will give him some good tips too i don't know yeah no i don't no, even I, know who yeah, peyton no, buck no, is no, I mean, what do you think I, he, should we get Peyton Buck involved? Yeah, it's probably probably a good idea. <laughs> so we got the winner winner chicken dinner for Torx. Yeah, They're yeah. F- great um time. where are you right now with TCCRA then? TCCRA uh where am I, honey? I'm a couple of I'm in second. I'm right behind Cameron. Um I do have a chance at winning the championship, but I gotta pull out a couple more wins. Um I it always typically with me and cameron he does really good in the first part of the year and then i typically come out uh come back a little stronger in the in the in the latter half of the year in the fall um but uh he uh uh you know he's a um fantastic rider but uh but yeah he's got me in a bad place right now i'm 30 points down so i gotta win like every single race i got four four more rounds i have to win every single one of them um, to to make that happen, so we'll see if I can pull it off. Ouch! Yeah, no, I'm not in a real good place right now, but I'm trying. For well, how that. many how many uh, TCCRA championships do you have in the pro class? I have six. And how many does he have? He has one. One? Yes, but I he has either seven or eight second place finishes. Wow! Yeah, he's uber consistent. Yeah, and I have uh, I think two seconds and and. Uh, a third and um, six wins. George is getting passed by Caleb on the weekly. But I'm oh, cool! <laughs> but he's gunning for you, bro. He's gunning for, gunning for you. Gunning for you. That's awesome. No, cool, man. I'm oh, in. Awesome. 
Um, but, you need to wear a helmet cam so that when uh, when he passes you, Peyton, we can uh, post that shit on seat time. Yeah, no, that's good good footage there. But uh, but no, okay. So I, I didn't. I th- I thought I, I heard that name before, and um, I thought he was a Torx member. So yeah, so he'll he'll relate. You know, they they run a great series down there. Um, they they really do. I've heard um, that. I just unfortunately have never just, had a chance to it's attend. It's like clockwork, man. And and the dude that runs it, Gil Ramos, he's uh he's just super chill, easy to work with, you know. Um, and, so and you're saying there's not time. really much drama. Um, well, it can be. I mean, unfortunately, but uh, for the most part, you know, drink beer, kill champs. Hey, I. Mr. Spanky, sir, I don't think that <laughs> you follow Ken Roxon on Instagram or you know that Coors makes champions. And that's coming from Ken Roxon himself right there. I, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I'm just a local guy, so I'll be like, yeah, I'm Dosakis. I'm almost 30 years old. But uh, uh, Roxon posting that, man, I, did I text you about that? That's crazy. That beer and pizza in one well, hand. Well, like it's funny though because he's going to Honda, right? Which is probably the most tight knit. Went. Right. Yeah, it's official. <laughs> blah blah blah. He's, so he's at Honda, right? Uh, true, Rob. All of the Blackwater 100 was beer driven for sure. That's the only reason you could have gotten through that shit mentally is to be absolutely plastered. Um, but. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to Kenny's Instagram game now that he's with Honda because they're like much more of a like buttoned up kind of suit and tie motif where he's just yeah. and I like the fact that he is who he is you know he just rides his bike he acts the way he wants to act well you know homeboy and you know I'm I've been a big I've always been a real big Roxon fan because he's very very real like he he actually enjoys this crap he'll actually go out and throw huge whips because he likes to you right. know what I mean and and that's I huge, do that when I know? sleep and that's why I'm a big Dungey hater some of you might know I'm a huge I'm just not a big fan of Dungey at all. Well, you can be not a fan, and you no can be way. a hater. So are you not a fan, or do you like legitimately like like talk smack? No, no, I don't hate on anybody. So you're just a not a class fan. Rider that. Yeah, it's, it's just okay. a so big different. not a fan. Yeah, because you know the, his his whip to win ratio is just completely absurd. But his million dollar checks to yours. Hey man, hey man. There's a lot of people out there without money that have no dignity. Okay, I don't want to get started that can, on that. That can throw mad whips. That, that, dang it, man. I've seen one one poster of him throwing a whip, and then last year I think we saw two finishes with some not even flat whips. Well, I mean, like you know, how many times have people people been total. like, "Holy shit, that diesel!" Oh fuck yeah! But the diesel always gets it done. Dude, you know oh man, and he's dude, a diesel, bro. You didn't grow up in Weatherford and see those douchebags racing their trucks down Main Street, okay? <laughs> Talking to me about diesel. <laughs> I think we need to have a, a seat time field trip. Oh, dude, George Flug. George Foreman? He got it figured out. It's champions. Unfucking touchable. We're made by beer. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be drinking. Champions. George might be drinking. So uh, speaking of seat time field trips, we are going to have a seat time adventures field trip. So Ooh. December 12th and 13th. Actually, I think it's the 12th and 13th. It's probably going to be the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So it'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you would like to come do a, little, a mini seat time adventures with us, we're just having a fun ride. Everybody, it's going to be at Barnwell over there in Gilmer. <sighs> 
what are so we doing? it's just uh, come ride, drink in the evenings, wake up with a hangover if you want to get that bad, and go videotape people doing stupid stuff. Todd Slavic will be there to make sure that everybody there. can wear their uh, big boy panties and have fun. Thongs are encouraged. What um, weekend is that? Uh, second weekend in December. It's like the I think it's the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Does that make sense? Does that hit Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Madam? That, 9th, 10th, and 11th, those dates, 9th, 10th, and 11th, are going to be the dates in December that we're going to be at Barnwell. Um, and we're going to be putting all that kinds of stuff out there, but I just, you know, as it's kind of coming to fruition, I wanted to let you guys know about that. It, there's no official, it's Seat Time Adventures 2.1.5, nothing, whatever. We'll just call it a Seat Time field trip. I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, it's just an open invite. If anybody wants to come and ride and have a good time, it's literally... All the good times that we talk about on the show that you've seen in all of our videos in Texas. Riding for all good times. There, there's there's so much adventurous there's nature. So much gnar to be had at, at Barnwell, man. <laughs> I like this idea. There should be weight classes and in racing instead yeah, of age. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> 250, 250 plus class. Yeah. <laughs> Rawr. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If Zima made champions, I'd be Mike Tyson. Zima. <laughs> Zima. God, I do remember when Zima came out, though. That was, like, right when I was, like, 1920. Maybe 1820. Like, and, and it was, like, popular. Like, oh, we were drinking the fuck out of that shit. And then it was smearing off ice. Oh, God damn. We drank the crap out of that. You want to talk about a hangover. Jolly. Ooh, doggy. That's... Yeah, no. No one of that. <laughs> All right, so what's uh what's next? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? So here's here's I got one yeah, last sure little thing before we wrap up. It all. Enduro cross, and I want you to be honest. Have you in the past followed the enduro cross series and paid attention to what goes on? No. Okay, so in that regard, why is that? And, and it's okay. There's no right or wrong answer. I, I, I would say just like with, you know, the struggle with a lot of off-road and keeping up with the uh, uh, with, with the, uh, the the national circuits is just a, a lack of, of media. It's, it's, it's hard to watch the race and or get into it, especially live. I mean, I just I don't even know how you can even watch them, to be totally honest with you. You know, you know how you can? No. You can't. Oh, you, so here, here's the thing. Like podcast it something Se- series like Endurocross sold out. That, well, let me rephrase. Series like Endurocross had a press release that said they sold out in Arizona, right? I, I don't know if that's true, right? That's a press release. Who knows what those numbers really are, right? In, in that kind of regard, well, we know for a fact that the first three events were very poorly attended, mm-hmm. right? They're banking on having people watch that event. Like their 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 idea of making money is having those events post recorded and produced and put out on CBS at some obscure time and DVRs and things of that nature, right? Like that's that's the expectation. But there are so many people, I mean, shoot, including us that have considered cutting cable and that have cut cable like so the, the thing is it's what there are so many amazing ways to get immediate content out to your followers right oh yeah there's, make and, an app make and, an and app you don't even need to make an app everybody's made an app 
Yeah. You, you don't need to make an app. Put you it use on everybody one of the apps that everybody's apps. Yeah. already got. There are so many. So, so for me to have followed Denver Enduro Cross this past weekend, which is 13 hours away from me, I had to pay attention to Craig Thompson's, who owns SRT Off-Road, Facebook feed. Not his SRT Off-Road page, not any of that other shit, his personal Facebook page to watch when he would go live during events. How shitty is that? Oh man, there, there's there's such there's there's such and there there's an easier way, you know. I mean, there with with I mean, you can make it easier for people. There's this, this I don't know where who's in charge of making that, but I mean, there's, we put a man on the moon. Okay, we flew a plane <laughs> a around the earth on, Mars soon, on bro. solar on solar power alone. Okay, and we, and we, and we can't air enduro cross to the boys. Like, come on. Man, you gotta get the foodie to the boys. I like it. Yeah. But I and to your point, Dale. So Dale says Enduro Cross will be okay. They just have to reinvent themselves. Look at Arena Cross. I love that idea. What you just said there, fuck yeah. I make reinvent it, themselves. There's still a new idea though. They're I mean, not. They've been around for over ten years. Like over ten years. That's that a event has baby. been happening in Vegas for so long. That's no baby. But at the same time, things come and go too quickly these days. And and that's that's part of everything and so racing will soon have that same thing just like a lot of the tech stuff has sure it's not going to be as uh as spontaneous but it will still be happening quickly so i think with enduro cross that's like the perfect small series it's even smaller than uh, arena cross to be extremely in the moment like you need to have like two or three people that are super super intelligent when it comes to social media and they need to team up they need to have a fucking plan they don't need to go hey craig can you like hit up your facebook page and go like facebook live some of this stuff i don't know that's what actually happened i think i think craig just realized that nobody was doing that and was like out there doing it right well, they got but cameras out there what are they annoying. what are they what are they feeding they're you know not I mean? they're going to tape tape they're going to tape and Nobody's they're saying. doing a post-production that goes to cbs two months later Jesus, exactly. Awful. That's the fucking problem. It, it's just so stupid that we've got to rely on riders. Riders are getting posted up on Instagram faster than any of the series. Press releases come out and they're they're irrelevant at that point because of the fact that riders are getting all this stuff up there. Guys like Craig Thompson, which thankfully is getting this kind of stuff out there. What's crazy is I know all these guys: Sean Finley, Eric Pernard, Lance. That's running. I mean, I know all these guys. They know all this stuff. They're just not doing it. So right. I don't know if the series is in a place where they just don't have legitimately have no money, right? Their budget is so tight. They can't bring on two to three interns that could <laughs> two pay. Two to three interns. Ten, ten to th- interns are free, Brian. No. Well, not, not the ones that actually ago. know what they're doing. <laughs> not the ones that you can push around. For, for 10 to 12 bucks an hour, you can go get some kids in the marketing and advertising department that are like legitimately like wanting to be in the advertising world that will bust their fucking asses to get this kind of media out there and this content out to people, and they're just not doing that. Oh, Jesse Peters says the thing about the Arena Cross, they have a Carmichael behind them now and get uh, get plugs during the Supercross. Well, how many people remember that Damon Huffman raced Enduro Cross? What? Yeah, exactly. Damon Huffman had the plate in Enduro Cross, the number one plate in Enduro Cross. Like, if you think about it, if people... like. 
they and then we've had people come in and out and all this stuff like Kirk Caselli when he was still racing enduro cross coming mm-hmm. in for random events. Like if they would have legitimately like capitalized on that and had that kind of shit plastered everywhere, it would have drawn more and more people in. Like you he's talking I mean? about with celebrity, RC being you know? there. Sure. Like, but they're off-road celebrities, right? You know what I mean? Like they're people that draw us, which are the off-road guys. We're the people that are gonna want to watch Enduro Cross. Like Enduro Cross Live is awesome. But they didn't come to Texas, which is probably one of the best places for them to come. Yeah, I mean, they were thinking about coming to Denver, Fort Worth like two years like, ago. Like Denver's got some has has some enthusiasts, but I mean, like, holy crap, DFW, seriously. You're absolutely right. Uh, so Spanky oh, says the weird wow. part. I'm pretty sure that the company that owns Transworld Motocross owns the Enduro Cross Series Ten. The enthusiast network seems like the strange mirrored. Um, yes, strange. And that is correct. And I noticed this about a year ago because I went to endurocross.com. And this happened in the middle of us uh, last year. I went to endurocross.com. I'm checking results. And all of a sudden, I get pitched over to to Transworld Motocross. And like transworldmotocross.com slash endurocross. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? That's so weird because they like give zero media to off-road. They they don't even consider it. They're the biking you at think, all. Like, you say it's a and strange marriage, it? and you think like you you think all of a sudden then it's like, well, dude, Trans World. All of a sudden you have a shit ton of content. So whoever owns these two things, you think that they'll be like, hey, we own Trans World, we own Enduro Cross. Like, I get it. The site lives there, but that doesn't mean shit. Like, like yeah. all of a sudden you could have Trans World people out at these events creating all this content. You know, it's just weird. And then, uh, you know, Eric Pernard, Sean Finley, Lance, all these guys, they're still there. They're still in Durocross. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I guess they work for 10 now. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I'm sure they're probably bashing their heads against the wall with the same issue. Let's see it. They didn't even hear. Really? Yeah, I thought I remember seeing it on air. No, it was live on TV. Oh, my bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was live on TV and it was cool to see and it was amazing that it happened. But Enduro, uh, X Games is going through their own. Their own dude. They stuff. they pull and put in more crap than I mean. Just they'll take an awesome event, pull it and put in just I don't know extreme wolf ball or whatever. Well, they just they overdid it. They overextended their reach and then putting and girls then they, out there. Come on, think with your heads, people. Well, what what killed them was when they went in Darrow Cross World. It was neat, like when they did the one stop, but then they did the world tour, right? And yeah. so like people were going. Like they were paying all these athletes to go over there, and they lost so much money on that. Um, that 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 is what killed them. And so they've still been trying to recoup those costs. And then going to Texas down here, the heat apparently has they didn't make nearly as much money as they thought they would make because of the heat and all this kinds of other bullshit and stuff. But they, so they've even reneged on one of their years. This past year was the last year where 2017 was supposed to be the last year in Texas. So they're Endure X Games is going through a whole. They need to get their crap together. I mean, they they were doing strong in the early 2000s. They need to get the crap together. Oh, no. Uh, So Rob's talking about the first women's enduro cross that aired uh, on TV. You ever remember that? What was awesome was the first person that realized, holy shit, this is a circus. And then they put it to circus music and they edited it together. Oh, Oh, it was amazing. I mean, these poor girls underneath their motorcycles. I mean,. I think uh, I think we had a local rider there that uh, Ashley um, Crouch Crouch No shit Yeah she got some she's got some airtime underneath her motorcycle it was bad 
Yeah, that was uh, that was something. That's a good question. Uh, you raced the twenty four hour gut buster? No, I I'm, I'm I wised up a little bit after I did the Perry Mountain. Um, that was again just super gnarly, um, just abuse on a bike. And no, I ain't. I'm not, I, I, I was thinking about Get a team doing or it. something, bro. But I am doing the uh, the was that the rev, rev limiter? limiter? I am doing the Ow. rev limiter. Super excited about that. I love Rocky Ridge. I love uh, I love Nar. Um, and no, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be really good. But the gut buster deal, no. I know a lot of the boys behind it, and that's gonna be a really good event. But I just I don't really. Again, getting older, don't feel like beating the crap out of my body. Such a wuss, dude. I'm an athlete. <laughs> That's a solid point, Mr. George from Florida. Endurocross needs to decide if it wants to be an endurocross, mini supercross, or enduro. This airing shit out, single cut in line is not a good product. It's interesting, yeah, because <laughs> you see that a lot, you know, because it's, I think a lot of guys look at the track and immediately go, okay, cool. Which obstacle can I turn into a jump and not have to ride through? Well, that's what it was back in the day. And then whoever's designed the track kind of got on that and was like, oh, maybe more people will watch it if they're jumping through the air. And it's like, no, more people want to watch it if it's gnarly. But See, I guess they're trying to get those. I think more riders want to watch it when it's gnarly. And I think more outside the industry fans want to watch it when they jump more. Okay, well, now we're just evolving towards Supercross. Agreed. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that statement. Stop arguing with me, Brian. That's completely true. So, <laughs> no, yes. no, yeah, no. Absolutely. We probably need to bring back the log that uh, almost decapitated a couple people. Uh, okay, so why is Super Enduro sick? You know why? Because the they don't have the same track builders. It's a local club that builds the track every time, right? And I think they different. get a certain stipend to build the tracks. And so they get fucking creative because it's not their day-in and day-out job. What happens in your nine-to-five? Sometimes shit gets monotonous, right? And you're kind of like just doing the same old thing. Well, when these guys that are club dudes get a little bit of money and they're allowed to go crazy and build tracks, cool stuff happens. It's a little bit more cool fun and a little happens. bit more entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, but the thing is, is like we've been complaining about this at Supercross forever. You know, that's why Steve Mathis keeps saying, bring in nets so we can get the cool bow turns back, mm-hmm. right? Because Supercross has just gotten kind of lame because it feels like a lot of the same tracks. And again, this is for... This is the racers speaking, though. Like, we feel that way. The typical people that kind of watch Supercross that maybe don't ride, they're still like, ooh, they're jumping big jumps, and it's good for them, you know? Um, So it's really interesting. But I think that that Endurocross does have a huge stagnation problem, and in, in many respects. I think for the tracks, I think for the way that they cover their events, and I think for the way that they promote themselves. Um, Absolutely. I don't know whose problems those are. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, again, I've mentioned the people that we know, and they're still involved with EnduroCross, and I don't know if they're, like, budget constricted. I don't know if they don't care. I don't know what it is. I, Eric Bernard doesn't seem like a guy that doesn't care to me. Like, I'm sure and those are. other guys I'm don't sure they either. have the reasons for it. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. So it is what it is. European fans love some off road and a lot of other styles of racing that fall flat in the States. Yeah, that's for damn true. Like yeah. the ISDEs, you go over there, you got beer gardens, you got, I mean, the, the fucking dude, things they, are lined dude, with dude, people. You know, I mean, I'm not a big, big fan of Europeans per se, but, you know, they're, they're, they love the NAR. 
They really do. Like gnarly off road is such more is, is such a bigger deal over there than it is over here. And uh, and um, you know that's awesome. So I'd love to. You know, hopefully, I'm in a place in my life where I can go over there and and get some of that. Qualify you know. for the ISDE. Well, you know, more say like Erzberg or something, you know, like that. Um, but uh, you never know. That's the one thing I do love with the chainsaws. Like they always bring. Mm-hmm. They either take the chains off, right? So they still have the blade on, which what? is nothing. Or they just take the blade completely off, so it's just the chainsaw motor, and it's just like, right. and they just just run around with them yeah dude are you serious have you never been to a fun event no what they just who shows up to a race with a chainsaw the people that want to have a damn good time so there's some two-stroke enthusiasts there there's a have you ever had a have you never brought a vuvuzela to an event oh the yeah what is it's a noisemaker yeah that's it (laughs) i want to be that guy i'm in hey speaking of stuff like that um yeah, John Day, that J-Day stuff. Yo, yeah, live cameras for J-Day, that would be cool. Uh, talking about chainsaws and stuff, that reminds me of something. What's your, I'm going to hook Let's Getting off topic here, what's your take on the uh, spooky clown situation that's uh, overcoming the nation right now? Should I know more <laughs> about this? Wait, do you not? Nope. Dude, people are just like standing in the woods with clown outfits, and there's people, media is freaking out, and police reports, schools are going on lockdowns. Have you not heard about this? Steven, have, should I have heard about this? Oh my God. I have you no just idea. remind me of that because last time I was at a haunted house, like Here, somebody was chasing me with a thing. chainsaw. So if when he said chainsaw. This shit happens just, in Texas. That is the dumbest you're motherfucker get out there. Shot. Oh, you kidding me? But okay, you're just gonna shoot somebody who's walking through the woods, minding their own business. And I'm gonna be like, "Listen, dude, you're freaking me the fuck out, and you better make sure you're about 300 yards the other direction in 10 seconds." You want to go to jail because that's how you go to jail. Now, walking, you can walk through the woods wearing whatever you want to wear, and I can stand. 300 yards away from him and tell him to get the fuck away from me. <laughs> you guys getting that in Texas bunch here in North Carolina. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, is it happening out there? And it's and it's just irony at its best because you, you're like, say, oh, there's been a police report of a signed clown sighting. It's like somebody at home's like, that's awesome. I'm going to go do that. And it just, it just keeps building on itself. More people are like, Oh, please, don't come out in your clown costume and walk through the woods. It's like, well, guess what's going to happen? Teenagers are going to put on a mask and go walk through the it's woods. It's like the Scream movie, but <laughs> real life. <laughs> oh, man. that's Nope, that's, I got nothing, and I don't need to have anything on it because I actually just watched the trailer for that movie Clown, and Ooh. that scared me enough that I don't need to fucking see a clown in the woods somewhere randomly. Dude, yeah, it's October. Not only man, will I scream like a little together. girl, I will pee and poop and I will defecate everywhere and Void. nobody needs that. Well, you need to get your crap together, man. It's Halloween well, it's time. It's together. It'll be all together in one spot coming out my pants. All right, so he says a Moto Eight trailer. When does the Moto Eight trailer come out? I've been, I've been, I've been seeing some uh, little tidbits of that from boys on Instagram. It looked good until the end. Like, what the fuck was the end? Like, it was all this awesome writing, all these really well laid out shots, all this kinds of fun stuff. Didn't like the music. Fuck the music. But and then all of a sudden they like use these like super shitty motion graphics effects to like drop in all these all this equipment and then the logo. And I'm like, 
What did you do? Like you just like totally changed the feel and look of everything you just put together. And it turned into like this cheese factor. Like I'd have been okay with it if they were like going for like a totally different, like goofy vibe. But they yeah. weren't. Uh-huh. So I was like, eh, this is weird. Looking forward to that coming out on Netflix. You get Hulu? iTunes. iTunes. Oh, okay. No, no. We're we're Lady Friend and I are just learning now about the out. Yeah. Oh, well, we should go. Do you have you have some nice clothes for that? That's going to be a big deal. Do I have some clothes? Yeah, you know, you're going to wear a fucking dress clown, up clown outfit. Dress up event, man. I'll get you a clown a big outfit. Deal. Pretty cheap. It's fucking Halloween, bro. Dude, dude, I'm gonna pick up one on the way home. It's premiering in <laughs> Dallas for <laughs> real? Yeah, this, they premiered in Dallas last year. We were there. Oh yeah, that's right. With Adam Inknap, the Seven Deuce Dude. Oh, that dude is he cool? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 He made a song about a song about a track in Weatherford. I thought that was pretty good. It was actually pretty good. Weatherford, Texas. Yeah, yeah. They uh, open up a like a like a member only moto track out there. All the all the hot moto dudes been there. Yeah, come on, keep up with the loop, dude. You know. So, uh, but anyways, he made a, a song business. strictly for the track, and uh, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, his uh, his little rap album he dropped a handful of months ago has apparently been doing decent. Deuce. Like that is going to to support his Supercross program for 2017. Really? Yeah. Oh man, awesome! So you're gonna be become become a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I'm sure Ralph Shaheen will let us all know about it. A car motor with no exhaust mounted in a frame. That's MotoGP in Europe. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree about the 30 minutes in. Masturbator. It's all going downhill from here. All right. <laughs> okay, we're done now. I need another beer, and I don't have any here, so we're going to close the show up so we can have another beer. Remember, uh, what were the dates? 9th, 10th, and 11th? 9th, 10th, Burn, and 11th. 9th, 10th, and 11th. Burn it's probably going to be one of those deals where I'm going to have to work the first part of the day, and then Dad and I are going to drive in. So I'll work the first part of the day while Dad and I are driving in. So we'll probably get there around noon on that Friday. So if you guys want to plan to meet us there at uh, at Barnwell, it's in Gilmer. Obviously, all of this information will show up on adventures.ctime.co and on ctime.co. We'll have all the press releases out there and stuff like that because we'll put it out. It is an open invite. Like If we get 10 people there, fantastic. If we get 100 people there, fantastic. Like It's... It's a free-for-all come. It's going to be a good yeah. time. The idea is that we want to burn wood and drink beer at night. We want to ride wood. dirt bikes in the daytime and just kick ass and take names. And then to to end this end, to uh, answer Tyler, uh, Trevor, eh, Tyler Buck's question, do you win the race if you get a bar drag in at an off-road race? The answer is yes, and I'm at three. So did, those conditions don't come together How very do you often. drag into a bar? Typically, bar I, you bar I, drag, man? I get dragged out of the bar. Dude. Come on, bro. We got we got to go out to my old turn track and get and get you fender fender dragon. You know, peel the, peel the shroud back, man. It's good times when you peel the shroud back. It'll be fun. Yeah, especially when I have to go get my ACL re, rebuilt. Oh, dude, don't you wear braces? Get out of here. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. All right, we're ready to keep going. Spanky, 
Thank you for being in the chat room. We appreciate all the guys being in the chat room. Remember, go support Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com, Kendatire, Kendatire.com, and SRT Offroad, SRTOffroad.com. We'll be live again next week. We've been talking with the guys from Alta. They're going to come on the show and talk to us about what they did to get ready to race that motorcycle with Kurt Nicole, uh, uh, with Kurt at the Enduro Cross the past weekend in Denver, where he won Making on that freaking bike. bike That's noises. pretty intense. Yeah, it's just the chain. <laughs> It goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Uh, don't come behind me, bro. Don't come behind me. Uh, and so it's going to be a good time. So definitely pay attention for the show for next week. We're going to have Alta on. Ew, ew, ew. And I'm probably going to drink too much and make fun of their CEO and shit's going to get weird about electric motorcycles. But shut up. I still want one. Um, yeah. So Caleb, appreciate it. Torx, TCCRA. Fuck you guys. No, I'm serious. You guys are awesome. Thanks for doing what you do. And uh, we're going to be at the race, the National Enduro. You're not because you suck. I'll be there. Oh, my God. I'm going to win a championship. Um, in a drag bar? Yes. Number 13. Yes. 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 Drag, drag bar. bar. <laughs> bar it got drag weird because my pants are off. Bar drag bar. I'll see you again next week. Bye. Head off, yeah.